Hey, bestie, I'm so happy you're here. Welcome to Staying Inspired. I'm your hype woman and host, Amanda Yoa, and my jam is inspiring the glass ceiling breakers, the bold move makers, the best life living women in the making. This is the hottest place for empowerment, real conversation, inspiration, humor, and tools for you to up-level your life and make some bold moves in that main character energy. So now that you're here, grab some snacks, sit back, and let's get into it. Hey, girlfriends. Welcome back to another episode of Staying Inspired. I'm your hype woman and host, as always, Amanda Yoa. Today, I have an amazing guest, Vanessa Elston, the gangster healer, is a renowned healer internationally recognized for her transformative approach to holistic well-being. Vanessa, welcome to the show. It's so nice to have you. How you doing today? I know you said it was gloomy in London. Well, hello, and thanks so much for having me. Yeah, it is gloomy, but I'm not, so that's the main thing. <laughs> that's all that matters, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I was saying, I'm like, I love a good storm from time to time, but I I can totally feel you like here, you know, here in the US and Seattle, they get rain all the time. And I don't know how people voluntarily live like that because I need sunshine and happiness. (laughs) So (laughs) I don't know why I'm still here, really. I'm desperate to come and live in California on the beach. So, you know, I'm desperate. Because it's enough to melt your melon over here. It really is. And I'm done with storms. We've had two weeks of it. So no, thank you. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and I think like, I don't know about you, but here in the US, the minute the ground gets wet from rain, I mean, it could be like just a sprinkle of rain. People drive like a-holes. Like I want to be like, what happens in your brain? When when it's raining, that makes you think, okay, let me just start driving erratically because I just feel like people just lose control of their minds when when it starts raining, and everyone drives crazy. I, I try to avoid rain uh, driving when it's raining because people are just out of control. I don't know. That's how it is over here. Everyone in the UK drives like they're on a racetrack and on motorways. You know, you take your life in your hands, really, and we're saved the crowd now that it really is i mean i avoid motorway driving and i've actually become a real fan of public transport because of that really and i can't be bothered with any aggression you know you've made a mistake and you're going to give me the finger i mean come on calm down how about i'm sorry you know really sorry about that that's what i do oh gosh sorry i cut you up in london i was trying to find my way apologizing all the time but other people, it's like, calm down, people. This isn't doing you any good. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know what goes through people's minds, but it sure is like the Wild West over here when it rains. But let's dive into the topics that we have for today. I wanted to talk, we, I know we had a discussion beforehand about, you know, the power of energy, you doing what you do. I'm a big proponent on, you know, it's not so much what you do in life, but it's your. it's the powerhouse of your being that creates what you accomplish, the things that you do, right? It all starts from within. The energy is real, people. Whether you think it's woo-woo or you don't, I like to sometimes trick people into getting into their their woo without realizing that they're getting into their woo because honestly, like I've, I've realized in life, you know, along my journey of tapping into who I was outside of my mind, that there's a powerhouse bad be in here 
that is ready to shine and ready to do her thing. So what do I need to do to, you know, connect myself to that person, you know? So energy is real people, whether you believe it or not. And it's really about making those moves from the powerhouse of your being. And I know in this day and age, social media, everything that's going on in the world, the media really influences people's energy. And I really wanted to dig into this conversation because I think it's something that people need to hear. The curated nature of social media where many present only their their best selves, right? Like a picture perfect. You know, it can impact the average social media user, their energy and self-perception. So, you know, let's let's get started there. How do you what what are your thoughts on that? Well, <clears throat> I mean, I I love social media for lots of reasons. And I, you know, we met on the Clubhouse app. So thank you, Clubhouse. That's a great but that's voice only. But you know, even on there, we present the best image of ourselves. Our photos are us looking amazing. You know, they're airbrushed. We, you know, the lighting's great. And one of my best friends is a celebrity makeup artist. Now, when she spent two hours doing my makeup, I look like a completely different person. I don't even look like me. My lines are gone, everything. And you know, but she got, that's a five and a half thousand pounds makeover. That's before you even get three and a half grand's worth of hair done. So let's just put that into perspective for a minute. No celebrity worth their salt is going to portray anything but perfect. So when you look at their picture, not only is it eight to ten thousand pounds worth of hair and makeup and then clothes and styling, it's lighting and another five grand's worth of professional ph photography. So why are we trying to compare ourselves to that? You know, that, nobody's got that sort of budget. And also, I think there's a real kickback now to real. My daughter works in film and she does totally unfiltered. And so to all her friends, they do real because they're sick of it. So I think that's great that we're getting pushback from younger people. But just talking about the news and energy, um, everything we watch on the news is about fear. There's nothing, there's no good news. It's like your economy is going down the, the pan. You're being invaded by immigrants. You know, nobody talks about the immigrants that come and add real value to our society. We're only short of doctors and dentists at the moment. We're really glad to see those, those people that have decided to come to our country. Thank you. But we never hear that. We hear the really negative side, the very small proportion of people that come and cause trouble. The majority of people want to come here, work hard and improve their lives and add value to our communities. Amazing. But the news doesn't portray it like that. And if you think about fear, fear keeps you stuck. Fear stops you doing things. Fear makes you think twice about stepping forward and taking action. Now, you said some people think energy is woo-woo. Well, it's been scientifically proved now. Quantum scientists, and quantum's all the rage at the moment, you know, healers have always talked about somebody's aura, the amount of electricity as a being you're giving off. You know, you see the shining or it's depleted. And quantum scientists call it the morphogenetic field, and they've measured it. So it's not woo-woo. We are little you know, motors oscillating away, vibrating, giving off energy. Now, if you're miserable and unhappy and unhappy with your lot 
or feeling like a bit of a victim, you know, oh, it's not fair. She's got a great big house. She's got a driver. She's got to sign a place and I've got nothing. Then your energy is going to be really, really low. And if, on the other hand, you're like, I'm great. My life's great. I'm really grateful. I've got a roof over my head. I'm really grateful I wasn't in Hawaii. You know, those poor people got nothing, nothing left. So be grateful you've got a roof over your head. And here's the thing, when you're in gratitude, you can't be miserable. So that raises your energy level up. And we know people like this. You know, we, we've got friends that bounce in. And you say, how are you? And they go, I'm great. You know, how are you? My life's great. Oh, you'll never guess what happened to me. It's amazing. And they really lift your energy up. And they always seem a bit younger than they are. You know, I've got friends that are 70, but because they're so happy, I think of them as being sort of 40. And then we all know the moaning minis who come in, you open the front door and you go, hi, how are you? And they're like, oh God, the traffic was terrible. I've got a cough. My life, my job's so stressful. My boss is such a whatever word you want to use. And they bring your energy down. And you physically, you can feel yourself sort of sinking under that mis under that misery and the effect it has on you. So for people that say it's woo-woo, it's been scientifically proven now. But also just do a few exercises yourself, you know, look in the mirror and say, I feel great. I feel good looking. I'm wonderful. I'm worth it. And then look in the mirror and go, I hate you. You're ugly. You're old for your age. You need a haircut. How do the two different things feel? You know, one feels really good. One feels really bad. And that's energy, just in a really simple way. Yeah. And, you know, I think it. Uh, one of the things I've realized, you know, is, when it comes to the media instilling fear and social media instilling the need for perfection, I just think it's it's easier for people. It takes less effort for people to just live on the surface. And living on the surface is sometimes beating yourself up, you know, and, and, and passing things off, you know, introspection, doing the work as woo. And it's weird. And, oh, I'm not going to look at that. You're not going to look at a deeper level of yourself so that you can heal and grow and step into realizing that the things that you may see in the media and the things that you may see on social media are all BS and it's really what you tell yourself that matters. Like, but there, there's people that will go along and just live on the surface, you know? So it's like, when do you make the decision for yourself? instead of surrounding yourself by things that are constantly keeping you stuck and keeping you less than, what is it going to take? Or when are you going to come to that point in your life where you're like, okay, I need to start surrounding myself with things that serve me, you know, and, and today's day and age, it's hard to find that. It really is. Cause a lot of things, you know, it, it's all like we were saying, fear-based, perfection-based, and it's, it's hard to find that outlet for yourself. So, you know, Finding that community of people, I think, is so important. But at the end of the day, being real with yourself and being able to go a little deeper with who you are, not living on the surface, I think, is what is so important. And knowing that energy is real and the things around you do affect you, you know. So I, I you know, I just think that's that's really important. And how how do you think people can create a more positive? energy boosting digital environment for themselves and their followers what do you think are some ways that people can do that 
Well, be impeccable with your words because words create, you know, as your emotions and thoughts do. So a lot of people come to me and they'll say, they'll say, they'll make a statement and I'll say, well, how do you feel about that? And they'll say, I don't know. Yes, you do. You know how you feel about that. Does it feel good and light or does it feel heavy? And also talk about your I am presence. You know, people, they say, I am depressed. No, you're not. Your name's Sally. You're feeling depressed. When you say I'm feeling depressed, feelings we all know are transient. So you may be depressed, but it's on its way out. And you know, I'm a quantum healer. So I'm dealing with the quantum realm where everything works in waves, where one-on-one isn't two, it's three because it's moving on. So if you say, I am feeling depressed, it's moving away. If you say, I am depressed, you've completely accepted it into your being. So it's a bit like self-love. The place we all need to start is self-love because we've only got one of us. You know, we've only got this spacesuit. It's what you've got given. So you might as well like it. You know, I always used to think I've got a massive nose and it spoiled my face. Now I think I'm really lucky I've got a big nose so I can smell everything really well. <laughs> it's the way that you look at it. But it makes me laugh when I think it. And the other thing is, let's start dealing with those negative voices in your head because everyone has them. You're too fat, you're too thin, you know, you're too tall, you're too short, whatever it is, you're not good enough at your job. Says who? You do. You've told that story yourself. So that voice has only got as much information as you've given it. So you need to start so watching it. So when it comes up and says, you don't deserve, I mean, you know, you might, people might see me in the bathroom going, who, say what? Who says? You know, and it's gone. It takes a lot of practice because you've been given it a voice to speak for so many years and it's going to keep coming back at you like the bully girls at school. But if you keep saying, say what says who, say what says who, eventually the voice runs out of steam. It hasn't got any more information to pull on. Then it's gone. Then the next one will come. And you know, that's the work. That's the work is to just keep doing it. And the other thing is, while you let those voices speak and tell you you're worthless, you're putting, it's affecting your energy. So your worthlessness that you're allowing in is going to allow more situations where you feel worthless. So it's going to invite and attract people that are going to make you feel bad, people that might bully you, people that might take advantage of you because you don't have great self-worth. And that that's just a really quick trick to get rid of the voices. But, um, you know, it's not a two-minute job. If you're 50 and you've got those going on, they've had 50 years to hone in and perfect all that negativity that they spew at you all the time. So you've got to get your gangster on and you've got to face them down and say, say what, says who, go on, off you go. Yeah, and you know, I think for me, you know, I'm 37. So my 40s are, are, I'll be 38 in January. So my 40s are fastly approaching and I'm walking, you know, I'm welcoming them with open arms. I, I can't wait to turn 40. Um, but I, I, from what I've heard from other women in their 40s and their 50s, a lot of them, and this, you know, this is definitely a generational thing, which is something that I'm trying to change. You know, I feel women at that age 
are just getting to the point where they don't care what other people think. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, I'm a little bit ahead of the game because here I am, you know, in my mid thirties, maybe my late thirties at this point, I don't know, but you know, I, I've been at this for a few years now, but I, you know, in my mid thirties, having that mindset of not caring what other people think, because I know, like you were saying the says who, you know, Oh, I'm not good enough. Says who you realize it's you telling yourself those things, right? So then you can make the choice to turn around and tell your things yourself things that serve you. So, you know, I have a really big passion to instill this in women so that they're not waiting until they're in their 40s or 50s to realize, hey, you know what? I really don't care what anyone thinks. I'm going to start living life for me. You know, why should you wait until you're at that age? And I know age is only a number. Don't get me wrong. I know it. I know it's only a number, but why wait to live life for you? Right. And it took me, it took a lot of hard lessons for me to learn that for myself. And I do pride myself that I've, you know, and not that I'm perfect. I'm, I'm a learning, you know, I'm always learning as I'm going and I'm growing as I'm going. And I, I, there are moments where I get in my head and I can beat myself up, right? Because we're not perfect. We all have those moments, but it's what you do in those moments. Do you create, do you have it happen for a whole season or is it just a moment? It's okay to have moments. But, you know, for me, it's really instilling that into who I feel are my listeners, you know, women in their thirties, maybe some women in their late twenties, that it's okay to live life for you. And it's what you tell yourself, the energy that you pour into yourself that matters. And when you can pour in energy that serves you and realize that everything that you are observing on the outside may not even be what it truly is. People who are posting their perfections on social media, people who are, you know, spouting out stories to keep you stuck and keep you in that fear mindset. It's all BS. And it really comes to what you tell yourself. And in those moments, you know better, you know, what's for you because you can feel that passion with inside of you. I think that's what's most important. So that's what I'm here to do. That's my passion and purpose. I ain't waiting until 40, 50s, you know, we're doing this in the now women. Let's go ladies. Well, yeah, and I'm, you know, I'm 60 next year. So there's a lot of stuff out there, you know, um, the minute you get to 60, the funeral homes start messaging you and emailing you and dropping stuff through you. Great. I think I'm going to live to be 100. So, you know, off you go. Thank you very much. Um, you know, I'm supposed to dress in a certain way. I don't think so. I'll dress how I want to dress. And I've got two daughters and two granddaughters. And I have brought them up to be fearless. You know, if it doesn't feel good in your gut, it is not for you. That person isn't for you. That situation, that job, whatever it is. If you feel frightened being in the office with that creepy guy, leave you know and don't worry about the consequences because you don't feel safe don't walk down that alley if you get your hair up on end and your gut says don't do it get a taxi if you can't afford it we all have that within us but also i think the thing is people aren't very good at handling rejection and if you don't get that job it's because it's not for you now don't wallow in the victim mode. Oh, poor me, I tried, I've tried, you know, I've applied for 100 jobs. I haven't got any of them. Well, they're not right for you. Just keep trying and have the faith that the right thing will come to you. So we're so detached from nature now. We're so detached from our inner selves. 
And people will say to me, I've got the situation. And I'll say, well, you know the answer. They say, no, 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 I don't. Yes, you do. You know the answer. You know that guy's not right for you because every cell in your body is screaming at you. Or people feel obligated. Obligation is one of the worst energies out there because you're doing something you don't want to do because you feel you have to. So you've got guilt, shame attached to it because every time you do it, you don't want to do it and you're embarrassed by it or whatever. So start recognizing how you feel, which of the energies are in, in play, guilt, shame, fear, heavy, joy, optimism, excitement. And I said, be immaculate with your words. You know, somebody said to me the other day, I've applied for this job. I don't know if I'm going to get it. So you just stymied that one, haven't you? That's what do you mean? <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to get it. It's like a cop out. How about we say, I've applied for a job, there's loads of competition, but I was, I'm confident that I've got all the skills I need to do it and I stand as good a chance as anybody else. Now you've changed the energy of that perception. So now you've got a good chance of getting the job and also realising that if you don't, something better is coming. It's about keeping your faith, keeping your optimism alive because all that fear that we mentioned on the news is there to control us and keep us small. And, you know, we need to fight against that and say, why the hell can't I do that job? Why the hell can't I just pack up and go and live in Australia if that's what I want to do? Because I've always wanted to do that since I was five. And people will say, oh, yeah, but what about your mother? Well, my brother's going to have to look after her for a change because he doesn't do anything. I'm not saying my brother's like that, but you know, there's, there's, you know, why should it be? Why should you accept things that stop you living your life? Now, there are people out there that are caring for their parents and have done from a really young age, but, and that's amazing. And you are amazing people and you deserve lots of credit, but you also deserve a break. So there's lots of people out there to help you to start asking for help. I find that people who've had a lot of responsibility really early on in life are very stoic. They're used to not complaining. They're used to just getting on with it. Now, that can, we don't want you complaining and moaning about it. What we want you doing is being open for a change of circumstance, for an opportunity to come your way. And it's not going to do anything. It's not going to happen unless you take action. So, say you're a carer for your mother, there are charities out there that can give you a break. There is help out there that will come and assist you, but you have to start asking for help. And it's in the Bible. I'm not religious, but I, I grew up in a really religious family. Asking it is given. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, I think it 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 comes down to, you know, when when it comes to what we see in the media, and, you know, just tying this all in a pretty little bow, um, asking for help, you know, when you need it. If you feel yourself being depleted by the energy that you're surrounding yourself with, you, you have a choice, right? Like you have a choice in, in those moments, whether it's, you know, watching the news, who you follow on social media. You have a choice to look at those things and say, okay, these obviously aren't serving me because I keep comparing myself. 
you know, it's about taking radical responsibility for who you are as a being and realizing that if those things aren't serving you, you have to take action, like you said, and start surrounding yourself with things that do serve who you are and who you want to become. And if, you know, if, if, if that comes to, maybe I need to stop watching the news. I don't know. Maybe this is, is maybe I'll just check the traffic and the weather and then shut her off. Um, you know, or maybe I need to take a break on following this person or, or realize that who they post on social media, that picture of perfection, it might be edited. It might be airbrushed. They might have a wonderful makeup artist. They might have, you know, someone cinching the waist, cinching the hips, making them look like someone that they're not in real person, in real life. Right. So who are you? You're doing yourself a huge disservice by comparing yourself to things that aren't even real. And you have a choice in that moment to shift the tide and start being mindful and responsible for things that serve you and and start surrounding yourself with things that serve you. So, you know, I love that conversation. I do want to pivot a little bit because it's now... It's August here in the U.S. Um, I don't know how, you know, as far as vacationing in the U.K., we can talk about that. But here in the U.S., people are winding down with their vacations. Their kids are going back to school. I'm counting down the days till my kids go back to school. I think I got, I don't know, I got three weeks left, I think. Lord be with me. You know, but uh, I've read this article about vacationing and it was asking, what kind of traveler are you? And it brought up a lot of interesting things for me. It talked about, you know, how we perceive time affects our travel experience. Some travelers have a, a present time orientation. Some travelers have a, a future time orientation. And I was like, that's really interesting because I went this summer on two vacations with my mother and my father and my family, my sister, her, her fiance and my brother and my husband and our kids. And I realized that me and my mother are very two different vacationers. I am very in the present moment. Don't need a schedule. Don't need a plan. I can have like a roundabout, like, Hey, tomorrow we might go jet skiing. Okay. Um, you know, certain things have to be booked, right? But like for the most part, I'm kind of go with the flow. Whereas my mom will be sitting down eating dinner and she's like, okay, what are we having for dinner tomorrow? And I haven't even put the fork in my mouth to, to start eating the dinner that we're having right now. And it drives me literally insane. And I'm like, can we just focus on what we're doing? So, you know, it's, it brought up a lot of interesting things. And I think that, you know, for me, sometimes at the end, by the end of the week, I've had, I've had enough of God. I love her. I love her to death, but I've had enough of her because it really does. It, 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 there are different travelers. So I wanted to, to talk about this for a little bit. Like what kind of traveler do you think you are when it comes to vacationing? Are you like in the present moment or are you a planner? Oh, well, no, not really. I, I, but my whole days are planned. You know, everything about my work is planned. So when I'm on vacation, I want the opposite because life's all about balance, you know? And I also want to be in the moment of whatever I'm enjoying. I didn't want to be thinking, oh, in two hours, I've got to get a bus and do this. I might be doing that, but I know I'm doing it, but I'm doing it in two hours. So I'm not going to worry about it. 
and I'm just going to enjoy whatever it is I'm doing. And the other thing is, I'm in the present, but also not bothered because I'm so, I travel so much. I'm very aware that my plane might get delayed for six hours, like it did when I recently went to, was I again, Canada, six hour delay. And I just thought, you know what, this is great that I haven't got any kids with me. I can buy a book. I never have time to read. And I'm going to find one of those massage chairs, stick a couple of, well, you'd say dollars, we'd say quid in it, get a massage. If nobody else comes along, I'm going to hog the chair and read this book. I've been dying to read for ages. I'm going to grab myself some food. I might even have a glass of wine. You know, I'm going to make the most of it. And I went around the airport and the other people standing with me just in the six hour delay. And they were like, going nuts. You know, for God's sake. Well, it's not really going to serve you, is it? Because it's not going to make the pain come any quicker. Now you're in a really, really bad mood. And you've got to stay in the airport for another six hours, whether you like it or not. So you might as well find something to enjoy. And it's not like you're in a shed in Uzbekistan or somewhere like that, you know, where they, you can't even get a coffee or a bottle of water. Most modern airports have got all sorts of lovely things for you to look at. doesn't mean you've got to buy them, but you can go and have fun looking at them, you know. And you're on holiday, you're not travelling without any money, so why don't you buy a bottle, not, well, not a bottle of wine, why don't you buy a glass of wine? <laughs> buy a whole bottle, you're on vacation, girl, buy that bottle. <laughs> a bottle of wine and a straw and it's all going to be <laughs> yep, right. <laughs> um, But, you know, enjoy it. And I can't bear this thing of what are we doing tomorrow? What are we going to eat tomorrow? As you said, because you're eating right now, you're not enjoying the moment and you're putting an expectation on tomorrow. Why don't you just let it happen? Yeah, I wanted to bring this up because I, you know, for the women listening who are probably like, hey, Amanda, like I'm a planner. Well, I challenge you in the moment to, you know, let go and you don't have to. And now, this is now I will say this, you know, like we went, me and the kids, our first trip that we did was we went to Legoland in New York for, for my son's birthday. It was kind of like our, just our little family trip. And, you know, when you have kids, you, you have to have a roundabout, you have to have some sort of itinerary, right? Cause you got to keep the kids entertained. I'm talking like, and I hate to use my mom as another example. Of it. I'm sorry, mom, if you're listening, but I got to use you as an example. And maybe this should be for you, mom, like let go when you're on vacation. But, you know, it's like you can have your roundabout plans, right? You can have your itinerary, but it's those moments in between, right? It's It's learning to be present in those moments and not worrying about the next thing that's going to happen or okay we're in the pool what time are we getting out of the pool like 3 30 i don't know whenever my butt gets out of the pool that's when i'm getting out of the pool you know so it's like giving yourself that grace being able to let go and realize like i'm on vacation this is my time to relax am i bringing who i am you know in my non-vacation life into my vacation life and am i in a relaxed state and, you know, maybe that's a little learning aspect for you um, of, of being so wound up. You know, if I'm wound up like this on vacation, needing to know every incremental time slot of what we're doing, is this serving me in my non-vacation life too? You know, maybe I need to let go a little bit when I'm doing things, you know, and being a little more present 
with my family, my everyday life, you know? So it, I challenge any, any woman listening and whether you're cursing me or not, I'm calling you out when you're on vacation, <laughs> make your plans for the week. You know, we're going to go jet skiing. We're going to go sightseeing this day. Maybe we're going to go and do this, this day. But those moments in between, those day-to-day, those hour-to-hours, just let go and just be. Be present. Don't worry about what you're going to have for dinner the next day. Don't worry about at breakfast what's going to be for lunch. Just let the day flow. And I I, I want to, you know, let me know on social media, comment. If you're able to sneak in one last little vacation, uh, which I know some people are, uh, let me know if you, if you try that and how it serves you. Well, I'd just like to add to that because I see people with children getting very uptight in restaurants because the children haven't been fed by one o'clock and they're normally fed by one o'clock. Well, we come from the West. We're not going to starve to death. If we're in Italy, where it does take a long time, but it'll be worth it, worth every mouthful you consume, give your kids some bread, introduce them to olives, let them run around the restaurant. It's no biggie if they don't eat. If they eat an hour later, two hours later, they're not going to drop dead. You know, provided you've got loads of water, loads of water, you know, because we all need that. And we say, well, give them a bit of bread, they'll be fine. You know, we don't have this regimen that we normally adhere to. And you're going to be interacting with the sea. Float about in it. Enjoy it. Feel the waves. You know, that's all nature's energy embracing you. Instead of floating around in it, thinking, oh, God, I've got to be out in half now because the kids have got to be fed. They'll be fine. They'd much rather be paddling in the sea, making sand castles, running around like little savages. They'll wait an hour, two hours to be fed. They'll grab a snack. They'll grab some goldfish. Let me tell you, I have the most uh, amazing, it's those little things that you think you're maybe failing as a parent or or whatever, you know, and this is for the the women maybe you're listening who are parents, which I know there's a lot in my community. But, you know, I remember growing up as a kid, it's those most, those moments where you feel so imperfect as a parent that kids cherish as their most fun memories. Like, you know, I remember being a kid and just like snacking for lunch on vacation, having all the snacks. And sometimes when, even with my kids, when we're on vacation, I'm like, grab some goldfish, grab some grapes, you know? And those are the, the I think the fondest memories that kids will remember growing up. Like, oh my God, I remember being on vacation and, you know, we, we just ate whatever we wanted and we had all the snacks and it was such a great time. Like those are the moments that kids remember the most because it's so, it's different. It's out of your normal routine. It's learning to, it, you know, you're letting go a little bit of what, uh, of regimen and rules and regulations that we place on ourselves. And we're just being present with each other. I think that's the most important thing. And that's what makes, like I said, the fondest memories when it comes to vacationing. You're being free without any, and you're, you're showing your kids what freedom looks like. And freedom is good. You know, we have to behave, we have to follow rules, we have to work and earn money, and that all requires regiment, and they need to go to school. But when they're not doing that, let them go to bed really late on vacation. Let them be in a restaurant till midnight. They're not going to keel over with tiredness. They can catch up tomorrow or the next day or whatever. Let the routine go out the window and let them experience freedom, because freedom's great. I mean, 
when you didn't have your chick kids and you were single and you went on holiday, I bet you stayed out till four or five o'clock in the morning. You know, I bet you had that extra glass of wine and got a bit tipsy. Well, why not? Because you're probably really funny. Your kid, you'll probably have a really good life with your kids and everyone's going to enjoy themselves because the energy of that freedom is really light and all laughing, best energy of oh, the best thing you can have in the world. Yeah. I love that. Well, I love this conversation, Vanessa. This was so much fun. Thank you so much for being on the show. I want to give you an opportunity to let our listeners know um, or our watchers know where they can find you. Um, so go ahead and, and plug away and let everyone know where they can find you and anything you might have coming up. Oh, that's really kind. Thank you. Well, I'm really easy to find. Just put Vanessa Elston into Google and most things will come up. I'm on Instagram, LinkedIn, Threads. Facebook, um, probably some other things that I've forgotten that I'm even on. Clapper, I think I'm possibly on that oh, as well. Oh, yeah, Clapper, yeah. But they're the main ones. Um, DM me wherever you like and I'll get back to you. If you're anxious and depressed, it's a transient thing. You oh, don't say I am depressed or I am anxious and depressed. Say I'm feeling, that'll make you feel better. And book him for a discovery call. Let's have a chat. And if you think I can help you, if you think we'll get on, great. If you don't, that's fine. I need lots of other healers that are different to me and I can recommend somebody else. But the main thing is, don't stay miserable, find some help. And also, being the gangster healer, you're not special. You know, when you are depressed and anxious, and I've been there, that's why I'm so good at my job, you think that you're the only one, you think that you're a freak. No, you're not. There's hundreds, thousands of people that are feeling like you. Just take the step to change it because God wanted us to be here enjoying life on the 3D plane. And, well, you know, if you're not, you're being a bit rude, really, and not making the most of your life. So, you know, get on the good foot. It's really quick. It's really easy to switch. And I appreciate that, you know, some people have got stuff in their past very hard to ship from. That's why you need people like me. We can get you over it really quickly. And it's not woo-woo. It really does work. Yes. Well, there you have it. The gangster healer herself, Vanessa Elston. And um, thank you again, Vanessa. Always a pleasure having you. Until next time, ladies and gals. Till next time, stay inspired. Thank you so much for listening, Bestie. If you love what you heard, spread the word. Screenshot this episode and post it on your social media. Don't forget to tag your girl. If you would like to show some further love, give this podcast a review over on iTunes. And be sure to follow our Staying Inspired Podcast Community Facebook page. I'm super grateful for each and every one of you. Together, we create that next level self. Till next time, stay inspired.